Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. How's it going, John? It's going well, hey. man. It's been a crazy, crazy day. It does. It has been the first day of June. It's been crazy. I mean, we I'm rushing here to get as best I can, and uh, and here I am. I didn't know you were Russian. I thought you a were a little bit part <laughs> Russian, mostly Scottish, a little you. bit of Welsh. No, it's been crazy too. Deacon Jeff and I have been filming for this uh, Eucharistic Congress that's coming up, the Virtual Catholic oh. Conference today, and just seemed like uh, it's just been running all day. So yeah. calls with some of the um, speakers that are involved, trying to get some things through there. Um, so the neat thing is today's is called fire, this podcast, and it's about the Holy spirit. It's the day after Pentecost. And I was really feeling led to talk about it. So, Hey, guess what? Holy spirit, you better right. show up. Cause I didn't have time to prepare. So. Me neither. But you <laughs> so, know what? It's the birth of the church. That's right. right. It is. It's our birthday yesterday. So happy birthday to everyone in the church. Everybody that's listening. It's Catholic. Happy birthday to you. Um, and, and you know, that's the thing. I, I, the reason I call this fire is because you always hear that, you know, from people that are evangelizing or whether no matter what denomination they're in, it's just I'm on fire with the spirit. I've got the Holy Ghost. I got the Holy Spirit. I'm on fire. And and you wonder, like, what is that? What does that mean? Because if you look around the world today, you know, you look around a lot of Catholics, a lot of Christians in general, there's a few people that are on fire. Mm hmm. But for the, for the majority of it, there's there's not. Like, there's not this huge flame out there where you're like, man, the world is on fire and loves Jesus and, like, the church is just, you know, engulfing everything across the world. And, and, and now, granted, we're, you know, the faith is doing well. We're not, I'm not saying it's not, but you don't see this just this fiery thing that you hear about on Pentecost uh, Sunday. Like, yesterday, you know, you, 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 when you think about the term fire in, in general, like, it, it's something all-consuming. Like when I think about fire, I think about every year in California, you know, you see the news reports and you see the, the, the something, somebody throws a cigarette butt out or, or, or it gets dry or whatever. And then all of a sudden this fire starts and it consumes everything. Like they're trying to do everything they can to put it out. And it just keeps raging and raging and raging until it goes out, mm -hmm. you know, really on its own. I mean, they, all they can do is just try to control it and try to move it where it wants. But like those are the images I have of fire of just... If it gets loose, buddy, it's hard to stop. Right, most people say it's dangerous if, if you know, because you teach your kid not to play matches, yeah. right? Because you know the consequence could be that. Sure. It could be the whole house or something tragic could happen. Yeah, and it's, and so that's what I think about it. And when I look at the world, like I said, like, I just, I just don't see that when it comes to the faith. Like, I mean, yes, there's people out there that are really evangelizing and, and the churches has got mission places all over the world. And there's a lot of things like that, but... Um, but I mean, the words of Christ, I mean, like if you think about what, what Jesus said to us all, he said, you know, I have come to set the world on fire and how, how I wish it was already burning. Like that's what he says in Luke. Right. Uh, I believe that's Luke twelve forty nine, And like, you wonder what that means. You memorized it very well, didn't you? Yeah. Well, not, you know, I had it in my show notes, yeah. but Deacon Jeff pulled out the old Bible and made sure that I yeah, saw no, that too. I had to call you out. But, uh, <laughs> Hey, I'm not, I'm, there's no shame in my game. Right, I'm, right. I don't mind admitting when somebody's giving me some help. But uh, but no, like that that's something I was thinking about. Like you hear Jesus say that, like I've come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it was already blazing. But do you see that in the world today? Like you don't. Like I, I don't. You don't see some massive like four billion people, you know, converted to Catholicism yesterday. And I really think that it's because we we look at it. 
I don't know that we have the same zeal that we should have as, as Catholics. I mean, when you read on, on Pentecost uh, Sunday yesterday, you read about, you know, this guy, Peter, that had all the mistakes, right? I mean, that just, he was constantly up and down with Christ. One day, you know, one minute he's, you're, you know, you're the son of God. And the next minute he's saying, hey, you don't have to die. I mean, it's just always a roller coaster with him, or it was, all the way up into denying Christ three times, even when Christ said, you're going to deny me. And he said, no, I won't. And then, you know, shortly thereafter, he does. But then Jesus gives him three opportunities to, to, to reconcile. And, but, but he never really became this, this evangelist until the Spirit descended on that room. And then it was like, boom, they kicked the door open to the upper room. And they were out there. And, and a couple hours later, you know, there's all these people assembled because of the great noise when the Spirit landed on them. And, the, and Peter delivers, delivers this just homily, this speech that converts thousands of people. How? By the Holy right. Spirit. <laughs> and he spoke without doubt. That's the yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like for the first time in his life, he spoke with that conviction that God always wanted him to have and that he gives all of us through that same spirit. And, and, and I got news for everybody. If it hadn't been for those guys being convicted by that spirit, by understanding I have this gift, and now what I couldn't do before on my own, I can do now. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which is part of the Holy Trinity, which sent the the Holy Spirit. Now those guys go out there and they're convicted of what they can do. They kick open the door to that room. They go out and they start changing the world. And you and me wouldn't be here right now doing the show if it weren't for those men, yeah. if it weren't for the whole for them accepting the Spirit, knowing the gift Christ gave them, and then going out there on fire and setting everything out. I mean, think about that. Those twelve guys went out and created everything we know to be the Catholic Church now. Everything that Jesus Christ handed down were done by those 12 men in the Spirit, the Spirit that worked through them, that made them one body. You know, fingers on a hand, toes on a feet, arms on a body. Like, they were all, that played their parts with that one unitive thing being the Holy Spirit within them. Uh, what you're saying is, like, the disciples obviously changed. Mm -hmm. You know, their mindset changed, their desire changed. And their concept of what love changed drastically because that's what the Holy Spirit is, is that symbiotic relationship between God and the Son. And that's the, the combination is that love, which is the Holy Spirit. That's the third person of the Trinity. And what you talked about earlier, like, you know, Jesus coming wishing that the earth was already on fire. And what that means is, like, he wished that everyone was seeking out to help other people at all times. Can you imagine, like, a society where we go, hey, anything I can do for you? No, I'm good. All right, well, and if they say, yeah, could you help me carry this? Around, yeah, man, come on, let's go do that. I mean, that I think that is kind of what this the self sacrifice that the, the apostles did. They had to help to serve and to change the world that was near and around them, and 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 really infect the others with the Holy Spirit in a sense of good way to make a change in their community as well with the churches. Yeah, well, they understood the need of the Spirit, like what the power that was with it, like they. They got it immediately and it's just and just said, Okay, we're not doing this on our own. Yeah. Like this is what Christ meant. Like I will always be with you. And and you know, he had already instituted the Eucharist at that time, but like then he sends this this advocate that's always with you, that gives you the words to say when you don't have them. You know, the things that when we've all been in that moment in our in our life where we've been presented with a place where maybe we've served someone or we've spoken to somebody about the faith and the hairs on your arm stand up and next thing you know you're quoting some scripture that you don't even know how you remembered or you're saying something that you would never say to anybody. Like it's that power that we all have. And, and the church like understood that too. I mean, like the, the catechism says in 1699, it says, life is in the Holy Spirit fulfills the vocation of man. 
Like that's what our church says. Like life in the spirit fulfills what you were put here for. It completes it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it completes everything. It allows you to do that which Christ commissioned you to at the ascension. What we talked about last week with mission. All of this is fueled by that fire of the Holy Spirit. You know, St. Peter Damien said, as the soul is the life of the body, so the Holy Spirit is the life of our souls. If you want to be on fire, if you want to feel the joy of being a Christian and serving your purpose and all that, then you got to tap into that spirit. You got to strike the match. You, you have to be willing to say, you know what? I believe in you. You have to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You know, we always talk about the relationship with Christ. And yes, that is paramount. And we need that in our lives. But like we also need to have to foster a relationship with the Spirit. Because that's who tells us what are like what are we good at? What are our gifts? What what will he he um what will he I can't think of the word I'm trying to say, but like what will he enhance for us? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the things that God gave us uniquely to go and to do what he called us to do? And when you get in tune and in touch with the Spirit, in tune with the Spirit, then he's gonna guide you into what those things are. And then it's like pouring gasoline on an already lit fire. You're gonna become what God wants you to be. And so like this this is what what it means to, to like you look around the world right now and, and yes, it's, Jesus says, I want to set the world on fire. Well, the world's on fire right now, but it isn't with the right flame. I mean, just look in the past couple of weeks with, with George Floyd and all the violence and the racism and all this stuff. And I don't want to get too deep into all that here, but I just want to say like, you look at what's going on in the world and the world's on fire for sure. Well, it's rage and anger. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. But it's not on fire for Christ. No. It's on fire yeah. for the world, the flesh and the devil, for the hatred, for giving in to the evil one. It's it's the the world is definitely on fire. It's just not for the right thing. And so like we have to change that. That's our call as Christians. Jesus isn't coming down here every other day and saying, you know what, I'll take care of this. Guys, sit back. I'm gonna put out these flames around here and, and I'm gonna speak to people and, and I'm gonna, you know, get everybody loving the church again and loving me and and then I'm gonna go back up and when you need me, I'll come back down. No, he said, like, this is your responsibility. I'll leave this in your hands, but I don't leave you to do it alone. I'll leave you with somebody that will speak for you. You just have to trust that. You have to believe in that. You have to surrender. You have to allow that to happen in your life. And and it's just, I think a lot of times, like we've talked about before, we're afraid. You know, we're afraid to speak out. We're afraid to live differently. We're afraid to 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 be the one that that speaks out against the angry mob or the crowd or 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 the people that would that would beat us down or or leave us for for living as Christ calls us to live. But another quote I have from St. Francis from Assisi addresses this. He says, Above all the graces and gifts of the Holy Spirit, which Christ gives to his friends, is that of conquering oneself and willingly enduring sufferings, insults, humiliations, and hardships for the love of Christ. Mm. I mean, that is above all the other gifts. That is the greatest gift that it gives, gift that it gives us, is to, to be willing to, to power through all these, these our fears, our, the sufferings we think we'll have to feel, the insults, the humiliations, the hardships. Like, yes, those are coming, but we have the power to get through that. And that's really the difference in our life, whether we're a Christian that's on fire for the Lord, or we're just a person that's going to church. We're just a person that's that's doing Christian activities, but are we on that fire? When people, are we on fire? When people see us, do they see that zeal? They go like, man, that is a person who loves Jesus Christ. That is a person that is living that life no matter what anybody says about it. Like, that is a convicted person. And that's who Peter and, 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 and John and the rest of the disciples, they're out there preaching. They get taken before the Sanhedrin and beaten. And in the verse, if I recall, says they left there rejoicing that they had found been found worthy to suffer for Christ. Yeah. yeah like yeah. 
to us, we go like, what? Read that again? Like they, mm-hmm. they got beat up and they were happy about it. Like they got whipped and they were happy. What is wrong with them? Nothing. They understood without a doubt what they were here for. And they had confidence in what the Lord had called them to do because they knew they weren't doing it alone. And they knew that there was a power within them that God had given them to do these wonderful things. And they didn't let anything get in their way. That's the difference between being an evangelizing, active Catholic Christian and not, is understanding nothing else matters than doing what God has asked me to do, which is to bring other people to him, to get me and my family to heaven, and to help change the world while I'm here. To not put up with this nonsense, to this, this stuff that is the same problem that rears its head every couple of years, the racism, the violence, the school shootings, the, the all this stuff, like to stand up and say no more. Like we're here to love. I'm here to love others above, no matter what you look like, no matter where you're from, I'm here to love you and be a gift in your life. And I could show you someone else that will change your life and will do the same thing for you that he's done for me. That's what we're called to do. But for some reason, a ton of us are afraid. Right. And we sit at home and we don't. We, we let other people take that bullet for us. We let other people go out there and, and put themselves out there while we sit at home. And we just, and, and, and yes, we do our, our, our pious practices and there's nothing wrong with that. But like, we're called to go out. We're called to be sent. We're called to move. And the and the driving force, the engine to that car is the Holy Spirit. Right. And we're never going to do those things if we always tell ourselves, I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, you're right. You can't. But God can. He can do it through the Holy Spirit, and he can do it through you if you let him. I think we all have a, a fervor to do it. Um, you know, I'm thinking of like, you know, say a furnace. There's always a pilot light on, but yet... It all depends on the intensity of the heat. Sure. Right? And so I think a lot of us kind of like maybe when we're first challenged, like say a new job or something like a major project or something going on that that is a little difficult for us to take. And, and we may really turn inwardly towards something like someone being sick or something. You know, we'll really turn inwardly in our faith because when we're challenged, we pretty rise to meet God, I think. But then when we're not challenged, we often what become complacent. And eventually, all the the strong practices we we developed and to build our faith, we kind of get lackadaisical sure, and then, the and atrophy, then, right? Yeah. And, and then that pilot, that intensity of pilot light goes down. Now, it never goes really off because if you love Christ, you love love God, it's going to be there. But but again, the graces that ignite that flame isn't as strong as it could be because we are what we're taking, we're we're doing what we want to do. We're right. acting in selfish behavior, and I think when we we we, we are selfish. We can't let God really, we're not allowing God's spirit to really dwell within us. And that's what you're saying. Sorry, I just knocked that's the right. computer over. But uh, I talk with my hands. But that's what that's we're right. saying is that when when you have this fervor, when it's full, you, you see the, 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 the great beyond of what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And that is to love, to serve, and to care for others. Well, we can't be lulled to sleep. We like, can't. We can't no. You're talking about the light never goes out, but we can't ever let it go down. We've got to stoke it all the time. I mean... Like the quote we have on our T-shirts, you know, the world offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. That's Pope uh, Benedict the Sixteenth. Right. Like we, it's a call to not be lulled to sleep, to to not accept what the world wants you to be in in the in mediocre life that that the world wants to offer you, but to understand the riches and the fullness of of living that active faith life, of of living that evangelizing life, whether you're doing it, you know, through a, a blog or on a stage or. By, by just exemplifying how to live to your children, like whatever your call is, 
but like the we can't sit back. The, we celebrate on Easter, right? The the risen Lord, and we we celebrate on Christmas the coming of Christ, and we celebrate on Pentecost the coming of the Spirit. But like it should be a perennial celebration. Like it it never stops. Well, like it should it's be never yeah mountain peaks. Right, and, know, and I'm yeah. not saying like I'm sitting over here like all day long waiting for somebody to hit me with a fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. I mean I have my bad days too. Like. But but we're called. I mean, even Pope Paul VI said the church needs a perennial Pentecost. She needs a fire in her heart, words on her lips, and prophecy in her outlook. And 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 what we've come to be in this world, it's just something else, another option, right? Like if you don't like this, you don't like that, you don't like the new age stuff, and you don't like this, like well, the church is still over here. No, like this is the one true thing. This is the truth, and and our job is to get that out there to people and to bring people to Christ. And, and the, the problem is the world sucks us back into ourselves, into our own personal missions of, of my day-to-day to-do list and, and the things in my life that take precedence. And I don't want to. I want to pray more. I want to read more. I want to go to Mass more. I want to do all these things. But I really have all these other obligations. And this is really a call. Like the, this, the Holy Spirit calls you back to the priorities. What's most important? What do I have to do? Because when you die, none of the things you think matter in life are going to matter. You know, you're never going to go like, man, I wish I'd sent that 121st email. You know, no, like I wish I had been more present to my children. I wish that I had, I had brought more people to Christ. I wish I had, had, had really understood what I was on this planet for. And the spirit gives you the knowledge, the wisdom, the, the righteousness, the fruitfulness of your actions to understand all those things. Well, to put your attention on the right focus. Right. Yeah. And the spirit calls us out of ourselves and beckons us to become what Christ calls us to be. You know who's, who, who I'm quoting? Fulton? No, myself. I wrote oh. that down last night. I thought All it was right. cool. Well, I'll give you credit. <laughs> but I was trying to fool you. <laughs> but no, like seriously, the Spirit calls us out of ourselves and beckons us to become what Christ calls us to be. That's what I heard when I prayed last night. And that's why you see the difference. Like when you look and you go, man, and you see people at conferences and guys that are starting men's group or women that are, that are leading women's groups that are just, they're the people that are living that life. You're like, man, what is it with them? Like, how do you be like that? You get in touch with the Spirit. You surrender. You allow the Holy Spirit to, to, to stoke you into a flame. I mean, because that, that's the thing. Like, Christ calls us to be the light in the world. Like, if you look at all of these references, they're all about light, flames, fire, want it to see it burn. Like, it's a call from Christ to be like, illuminate the darkness in the world today. But we don't do enough of that. Our idea of illuminating the world is 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 sometimes just that illumination stays within the walls of a parish or in our own homes because we got a me and Jesus thing going on, mm-hmm. right? Like, no, it, it's, we're called to go out. We're called to be sent out like the disciples. And I look at the people that are below us, like for the first time, I don't say below us, they're coming after us is what I meant, not a derogatory thing, but the people that are going to be born and living after us. Yes, the future, in the future. Yes, yes. Like what, what chances do they have? Like Jesus has told us that, that the, the, you know, that the gates of hell will never prevail against the church. But like, but the thing is, like, we look right now and we're out of Christendom. You know, like, for the first time in history, like, the world is not predominantly Christian anymore. It's either, it's heavily, I don't believe anything, or I'm Muslim, or I'm whatever else out there. And and this is the first time in our history that we're really experiencing that. And and just like the, the apostles were called out of that room to go out, go forth into the world and speak the truth, like, that's what we're called to do. Because the more and more that we have of people that are not willing to do that, the less and less the church is going to be involved in the world. I'm not saying it's going to go away. I'm not saying that, that, that Jesus was wrong in what he said. I would never say that. He's God. 
I'm just saying like we need to help more than we are. We need to get out there and do our part individually. And I'm talking to myself here too. I know I'm I'm jacked up and I'm feeling the spirit right now. But like I'm not accusing everybody else but me. I'm speaking to myself as well. What more can I do? That's the question we should all be asking ourselves. Like, what are you going to do to change the world? What are you going to do like after this podcast, you know, that's going to be different? What are you going to what are you going to uh, commit to right? What are your choices? Right, like yeah. what? Like, have you ever even felt the fire that I'm talking about? Because a lot of people will say that I've never even felt that. Like I don't know what that feels like, but I could tell you from my experiences. Uh, Deacon Jeff and I filmed that video for for the Eucharistic thing earlier. I didn't see Deacon Jeff with any notes. I didn't have any notes. We sat down. We trusted in like we prayed to the Holy Spirit, and then we trusted in in the fact that that He was going to give us the words to say. And he did. Deacon Jeff delivered a heck of a freaking uh, uh, talk. I mean, it wasn't as good as mine, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it was good. It was super good. And, and it was awesome. It's, it's it's what you would expect from Deacon Jeff's uh, talk from him because he's open to the Spirit. Well, plus he's a very knowledgeable man. Right. And yeah. Deacon Jeff, well, but he's also a person who will say, you know what? Yeah. If that was good, it wasn't me. It was the Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know? And and the same thing with my talk. We went and sat in there in the Adoration Chapel, and I had no idea what I was going to say. And Jeff said, you ready? I said, yeah. I had no idea what I was going to say and hit the button and boom, 22 minutes later or whatever, pops out a talk. And and I know that like I could go home and go, well, that's probably going to be terrible and is it good and what did I say? But I trust the Spirit and I trust that I've opened myself, I've given myself to Him and that He's going to use me as an instrument. That's the thing. Like We, we don't often think about that. We think, well, it's all up to me. It's all up. I've got to have all this knowledge. I've got to have every quote written down or, or, or memorized to be effective in the church, to be effective in the world. No, Jesus just asked for your yes. He's saying, look, like, don't get caught up in all this, like, I'm going to have to do this and this and this and that, and put all that weight on you. I've already thought of that. I've given, I've taken that away from you. All you have to do is show up. You have to say yes. You have to pray to me. You have to ask for my help. And guess what? I gave you that help. I gave you that promise. I gave you that guarantee thousands of years ago. It's just up to you to believe me. It's up to you to trust me. It's up to you to open up and allow me to prove to you that I'm never going to let you down. And that's one thing that I want everybody to understand. Like if you're ever presented with an opportunity where you feel like you're being moved to talk to somebody, to share about the faith, remember this. If you have, if you've given God your yes, if you've said, I'll do what you say, Lord, like, uh, here I am Lord, uh, to do your will, then you can, you can be certain of this. Jesus isn't going to leave you out there to dry. If you've walked that walk, if you've gone to the place that he's asked you to go to, if you're doing the things he's called you to do, he isn't going to leave you out there hanging out to dry. He's going to give you everything you need in that moment because all he desires is for every one of his children to come home to him and to be with him. And if you've put yourself in a position to help with that, then he's going to give you every single thing you need through the advocate, which he promised and he left to us all those years ago. So for those that are listening, you know, a lot of us know, very familiar about God and, and about Christ, but you know, usually the Holy Spirit is kind of the mystery of the tr- Trinium, right? Mm-hmm. So what would be the best way for, for an individual to kind of really start to glean that res- that closeness relationship with the Holy Spirit? Well, you just have to start praying to him is what I would do. I would start asking for, for the Holy Spirit, please, I want to know you. I, like, I want to pray with you. I want to understand your role in my life. What are my gifts, right? What is, What am I uniquely given by God to to uh, to move forward his message, to move forward the kingdom, and 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 help me to to discern those, help me to 
empower me to to master those, to be able to use them for the good. And, and I would look, I would start to research the Holy Spirit. Like look in the Bible. I mean, from the very first words in Genesis, God breathed the ruah, the breath over the earth and changed everything. Jesus breathed on the disciples. I mean, how many times in scripture can we find the Holy Spirit where the spirit was with them, it says. I mean, all over the, the New Testament. Just start researching that and start to, I mean, even from Jesus' baptism, the spirit comes down as a dove. Like, I mean, we just need to research and see where it's happened in the Bible. Start to look at the apostles, like read the acts of the apostles and start to wonder how do these men go from being these scared men locked in a room, like wanting to leave, walking on a road, the road to Emmaus, leaving, to all of a sudden being on fire and changing the world and not caring that they could die at any moment. Like we just have to start reading our Bibles and start understanding that. Prayer, pray to him. Like I said, read your Bibles and then and just ask him to lead you in your life. Anytime you do anything, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. That's all it takes. It doesn't have to be some extravagant, huge prayer. Just a quiet invitation. Right. Yeah. Like come into my life, become active in my life. Guide me. That's one thing I say every morning when I'm praying is 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 I give you my life today, Lord, and Holy Spirit. Guide me in my words, my thoughts, my footsteps, and my actions. That's what I say every day. And I hope that he does, and I trust that I, that he does. And then you gotta surrender to it. So many times we ask for things in life, and then when they come, they show up, we're like, yeah, I should have thought about that more. I don't really want that. It can't be like that with this. If you invite him in, you got to open the door and let him in. There's nothing to be afraid of. I could tell you my life is 8 billion times better working for Jesus, working with Jesus, loving Jesus, inviting the Spirit in and allowing him to change my life, to basically get into my body and do my to speak for me and all these things. None of what we've been doing would be possible for you, for me, for Deacon Jeff, if it wasn't for the guidance and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we yep. just have to trust in that. And, you know, if you're somebody that that is, is saying, well, I want to do that, then just start asking the questions. You know, have you ever felt that fire? If not, why not? You know, get to work asking those questions, asking God to give you that 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 gift of the Spirit to to come into your life and explain those things to you and to, and to open up really what he can he can do for you in your life. And then also, what are you going to do now? Like after this podcast, like don't sit here and think about this as a nice idea. Ask yourself, like what am I going to do after this? Now that I've heard this, and I, and I've felt the, I've heard the conviction of someone who is who is trying to do everything he can in his life, two guys to let the spirit lead him. Then you gotta allow yourself to ask the question, what am I going to do differently in my life? If you do that, if you're open to the Spirit, if you invite Him in, I guarantee you Jesus will not let you down. He will give you that advocate and you'll become the person that He calls you to be. So in the words of Catherine of Siena, be who God intended you to be and you will set the world on fire. Let's start today. Let's start right now. So let's take it to prayer, Victor, and we'll say the Come Holy Spirit prayer. In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. In the name of the Father, Father and of the Son, Son and of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com. <laughs>